Listening Dog Media. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. The Offside Rule, we get it. It's brought to you by Continental Tyres. Hello, it feels good to be back. We're doing this once more for a whole new season. It is the Offside Rule, we get it. Lindsay Hooper joined by Hayley McQueen and Kate Borsay after a long summer off. Long summer with no football tournaments to speak of. Apart from the Women's World Cup. Well, that's the women's football. Yeah, that kept me entertained. Thank God for the Women's World Cup. That's all I'm saying with you two gallivanting in Canada. And I was left at home to mop up the division cricket. Oh, don't you, don't you be doing this. Uh-huh. Left at home. We did enjoy ourselves there, didn't we, Kate Borsay, in Canada? We did. Less of the gallivanting, thanks, Hayley. We worked very hard. Worked very hard. And not such a long break for us. It feels like we've come back, sneezed, and then we're back into the season again. Uh, well, this is what we've got coming up on the very first offside rule of the new season. Uh, we're going to be talking about debutantes. Uh, we're going to put them into our own little fantasy league. I'm going to say for the first time, I am not doing fantasy football this season. I I just can't. I think I've got enough to do each week being a football reporter, let alone updating my team and being tactical. And by the time October comes around, I've usually just forgotten about it. And it makes you look like you're no good. And actually, I know I could do well, but I I just don't ever bother updating it. How about you? You still doing it? Yeah, Miss Competitive over here. I take it seriously right until the last day. And actually, I'm second in the Sky Sports Fantasy League right now, just behind Gary Neville. One week in. Oh, well, that's not a bad place to to try and stay, is it? We're going to post this team up, aren't we? This team of debutantes. Yeah. Are we going to create a team for them and then just leave them for the rest of the season? Points-wise, we're going to see. We'll use the the main Premier League Fantasy League system. We're going to see how many points they accrue at the end of the season. New Boys United. New New Boys United. Yeah. Well, there's young boys, isn't there? (laughs) See? Uh, We're also going to have a holiday postcard session. Uh, Do you still send postcards? Um, We did send a few when we went to France, yeah, but my daughter wrote them and then scribbled them all out because she'd written something wrong. She's in that perfectionist. She's five and she's everything has to be perfect um I'm still like that now obviously uh but yeah no I do still send a couple of postcards just mums and dads you know well often what happens is the postcard you send it but it it gets to the people the designated address after your return and that's what's happened with all these footballers we've just collected a few postcards from football clubs before they got to their designated person which in this case has been some managers in the Premier League and thankfully we intercepted these postcards Interesting reading. That's coming up in topic three. The female take on football. We will start with our predictions. Uh, We're doing it for this season. First podcast. Who is going to finish where? The top four in the Premier League. It's a Premier League special, this one. And the three teams that are going down. Uh, We didn't have a preview podcast last week because we had an extra week holiday. So that's why it's all Premier League for this one. Uh, We will go around who we think. We'll monitor it. And the very end podcast, we're not going to have any updates after Christmas like we have done before, where we change our mind and then earn points. (laughs) It starts now. Are we all clear on this? Especially Mr. Competitive to my left. Yes. Yes, that's me. Yes, yes. I'm just going to tell you that if we were doing this last week, it might have been slightly different with Chelsea. You've not been influenced by first day. I think I have. The only reason I wasn't going to go for Manchester City to come first is because I just don't want them to. But they, the stats show that they are always better when they are chasing as opposed to defending. And they seem settled. The way they celebrated after that first game 
was like they'd won the blooming league already after the first game. And I know it is only early days and I'm not judging that one performance, but they just have such a great squad, the strongest squad in my opinion. And it's just all about making sure that Yaya Torre has a good season, which I think he will. He started well and he'll power on from there. Vincent Company getting back to Vincent's best. That would be good. Um, I actually loved what Jamie Carragher said on the Monday Night Football with, with, with Torre. I was looking at the tactical battle there with West Brom who decided to go all out attacking didn't they with two up front mm. crazy um, and he said you know Tory goes forward like a sprinter and goes back like a marathon runner it's quite like that <laughs> quite like that so the next test of course will be Chelsea who were unparalleled in attack um, for most of the year some of the best attacking players most assists as well however I just think Manchester City are going to pip Chelsea. I think Chelsea have got more pressure on them. I think, yes, Manuel Pellegrini has signed this new deal, but Jose Mourinho, who signed a new deal, is just so desperate to succeed. Pellegrini will just go about things in a gentlemanly manner, whereas Mourinho has already started off by making the headlines in the very wrong way. But yeah, despite a bit of a lack of summer signings at the moment, we don't quite know how that's going to turn out. I think they are going to be one of the favourites again, but it will, for me, be Manchester City that come out on top. So City, Chelsea, who's in third? Third is Manchester United. They've just returned to the top four, haven't they? Um, Louis van Gaal in his second full season in charge. Signings at the moment that we already have have been very impressive. I've liked what I've seen. I've liked the business that he's done and the money that he's been able to spend. And I still think they're going to spend more, obviously, potentially with Pedro coming in as well. Um, A bit of a lack in depth up front, but that will change. And I think United will be okay. Again, I'm not going to look at that first game of the season, which was a bit lacklustre and I wasn't all that impressed with them. I do think it's going to be an impressive season for United. Next up, I'm going to go Arsenal. What a great second half of the season they had. Community Shield as well, of course. There was the FA Cup. Um, They seem to have a lot of optimism in there as well. Um, There are still doubts over whether they could truly produce when it absolutely matters most, when it comes down to it. Um... Again, another side that really lack quality up front. I do think they will finish fourth. I think they will get Champions League football. I don't think Liverpool will, but I think that is pretty much going to be my top four. Interesting that you've made the choice to go with Manchester City after this first weekend. Can I ask who you were going to go for before that? Chelsea. OK, I'm, I was influenced a little bit too, but I'm going to stick to what I was saying originally because... Going into this season, I think if we start letting that opening weekend influence us, it could be dangerous. I I agree with Hayley on a couple of points. I think that Chelsea may be distracted. I think it's going to be tighter than it has ever been before. And the reason why they're going to be distracted is that for Mourinho, the Champions League is going to be of utmost importance Mm -hmm. this season. And I thought, well, is that going to come at the cost of winning the Premier League title and retaining it? Maybe it will, but I'm going to put my neck on the line and say that Chelsea will finish top of the league. I think even now with all the games that are going on in terms of deflecting attention away from the players at the moment with the team doctor story, all the other bits and pieces, I just think that Chelsea will have one of those frustrating seasons for other teams where they will snatch narrow wins throughout the season, you know, 1-0 defend. I also think that 
Manchester United are going to have a bit of the Chelsea factor about them in the sense that, as we saw at the opening weekend, I think that's where my influence comes, is that I think they're going to have one of, the, one of those seasons where they don't really play that well, but they're still going to get the three points. Mm. And that was really tantamount in, in the Spurs game. That was exactly what they did. That's what, what was executed. And I do think that Pellegrini, like Haley has said about Manchester City when they're chasing something, when they've got a point to prove, I think they will overperform. I think it is going to be so, so tight between the top four that there maybe will only be three points in it between all of them. And it could come down to a final day. And how brilliant would it be if it comes down to a day like it did in 2011? No, no, <laughs> no, 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 no. So I will go for Chelsea to finish top. My runners up are going to be Manchester City. Then I'm going to go for Manchester United and then I'm going to go for Arsenal. Well, this is interesting because we've all gone for the same teams and I'm sure a lot of the pundits out there agree with us as well. I know there have been various things in the press, people predicting their top four and the odds probably back us up as well. But we've all gone for different running orders, so different positions. Um, I've gone for Chelsea top, just like you, Lindsay. I agree it's going to be tighter than ever before. Chelsea are going to have a much tougher battle this season with the competition around them. The difference this season is, as you rightly pointed out, Mourinho wants that, needs that Champions League trophy. He needs to better his last season. So that could distract Which, them. Which, by the way, he, I don't think he will get. I do not think he'll get that this season with, with the team he has. And that's why I think after January, he'll resort to putting his efforts back in the Premier League because I think he'll work that out after the first few stages. I think that Barcelona are too strong. I think Real Madrid are too strong. And I don't think... I think there are two to three teams that can beat Chelsea, but I think they'll probably be in the semi-finals. A lot will depend on the groups and who they get through the latter stages as well. But... Um, much tighter battle all round. I just wonder how many points per season Mourinho is worth. It's been banded around sort of 10, 12 points. How, how many points? He, he is the manager in the league at the moment. How many more points does he get his team? Well, maybe about the same number that people are saying Petr Cech should get Arsenal, but that didn't get off to the best <laughs> start, did it? So Chelsea top for me, Manchester City in second, just like Ulins. Um, their defence could let them down a little bit. They still have quality in that side don't have the Premier League, don't have the Champions League. They need to get something this season. And if he doesn't, Pellegrini will lose his job. I know he's signed a new contract, but that to me means nothing if he doesn't achieve anything this season. What they need to make sure of, they, they, they need to heed warning from last season when they slipped up against the likes of Burnley and Crystal Palace, those inconsistent results. And that's what I hope that Pellegrini is going to iron out this season. Third for Arsenal for me. So this is where we differ, Lindsay. Reality check at the weekend for them, of course. But I still think Arsenal look the best that they have done so for a while and they could still make another signing or two. The one thing I will say about Arsenal is I was there at the start of last season and I was also there for the first day to interview Wenger um, this week just gone ahead of the new season and the vibe around Arsenal felt different. You know, last season there were World Cup players returning. They weren't quite ready to go out into a Premier League season. There was also a feeling that there were many more injuries behind the scenes and things that we weren't being told and I felt like Wenger was very open and very relaxed and very confident. And I still think that Arsenal will get more points, but I think everyone will. That's why I put them down yeah. in fourth. And I also think that he will be stubborn, again, about the striker factor. Um, maybe after we've recorded this podcast, Hayley will go to work and be breaking news. Benzema has gone to Arsenal and I will be eating my words. Mm. But I have a feeling they're not going to make that marquee signing. I can't see Benzema going. And without it, I think they're struggling. And I think, dare I say, Henri's right. Mm. But they're 
they're not going to win the Premier League with Olivier Giroud as their main striker. They're certainly not. And Benzema isn't the signing for them anyway in terms of being that out-and-out striker. I don't believe that he's got what it takes. He's a fabulous player, but I don't think he's got enough in him to be that all-out super striker for them. Manchester United have gone for them in fourth. Now, um, big spenders of the window so far. They've spent nearly 70 million quid. And do you know what? I don't think Van Gaal's finished with the club's Amex card yet, has he? Uh, we talked about Pedro, but there are possibly a few more players coming as well. I think it's going to take time for all those new players to gel. And I've got concerns about Schweinsteiger as well. Fabulous player, world-class player. But he's been at Bayern Munich for 17 years in total. It's going to take time for his mind and his body to adapt to a new club. We know he's had a poor injury record in the past. And actually, Guardiola said recently the only thing that will let him down is his injury record. So there are concerns for me. And that's why Man United are down in fourth. Points allocation that we'll remember for the very last podcast of the season. Five points if you're spot on with your team. Two points if you've got the team but in the wrong position in the top four. There you go. We'll go to the bottom. Relegation. Three teams to go down. Hayley's going to start start us off again. I'm going to go Watford. Brought in so many players. Um, will it cost them too much change there? I think they they might not be bottom, but I just don't see the gamble that they've made paying off. Sunderland, another team. They just hang on by the skin of their teeth. They do not learn their lesson. I predict them to go down every season we've done the podcast. I say Sunderland will go down and they never do. I think they're going to go down. And I was thinking West Ham as well. Yeah. Um, A little bit like Hull when they had a good year and then they have Europa League football. They surprised a few people. I don't think the squad is very deep. Bournemouth, I think, actually might struggle, but I think they'll be okay. And it was Aston Villa. It was between Aston Villa and West Ham, if I'm honest. For a while, I was going Aston Villa, Aston Villa, Aston Villa, losing Benteke, losing Delph. But I just still think I can see them challenging. I think they'll be okay. I think Tim Sherwood will be okay, and they'll be there or thereabouts. Maybe I go with actually Sunderland bottom, Watford second from bottom, and West Ham in 18th. I don't think West Ham will go down. I do agree with you that I think Sunderland are going to struggle, but every time I tip them, they don't go down, do they? Um, I'm going to go with my bottom team first. Um, I think that uh, Norwich and Bournemouth are going back down to where they came from. I think they're both going down back to the championship. And I think that Bournemouth are going to finish bottom. Really, really like Eddie Howe. I just think it's a bit too much of an ask um, for for them at the moment. I think Norwich, who've had a bit of Premier League experience and also have benefited from parachute payments in the most recent seasons, um, I think they'll finish in, in 19th. And then just going down with them, I'd love to say it's going to be West Brom, but Tony Pulis, you don't get teams that get relegated with Tony Pulis, do you? So immediately I do look to Sunderland because I think Dick Advocat, although they really wanted him to stay, I think he'll probably go partway through the season I think they'll do exactly the same again they'll get someone else in and that person will be given the task of trying to keep them in the Premier League and it might just be that one two season too many so I'm going Sunderland but with it in mind that every time I say Sunderland they survive by the skin (laughs) of their teeth we've all gone for different teams we haven't got the same lineup at all we've all mixed it round a bit um I'm gonna go Watford bottom 
of the Premier League come the last day of the season. They went through four managers last season on their way to get into the Premier League. They've rested upon Flores for now, but who knows? As soon as they start to stutter, you can't tell me that they're going to not change it round a bit. And they just can't get away with that in the Premier League. They really, really can't. So many signings. Six of them I don't know too much about. Kapui's gone there. Barami's gone there. Now, we know more about them, of course, but none of them are going to perform any magic for Watford. Troy Deeney will heal school goals for them, much like Danny Ings and Charlie Austin last season, but it's not going to do them any favours. Um, I don't think he's going to be enough for them to survive. Um, 19th place, I've gone for Sunderland, second lowest scorers in the Premier League last season. Where are the goals going to come from? Not really inspired by their signings. I think Jermaine Defoe will score more goals for them this season, but it won't be enough. Make or break for Jack Rodwell as well, isn't it, at Sunderland? Um, Moments of silly discipline last season, so he's got to have a really good season for them to do anything. Finally, uh, Norwich for me in 18th, just not doing enough. Alex Neal, he's really exciting. He's a really exciting young manager. Took the over the helm um, last season, midway through the season, 34 years old, made an instant impact at Carrow Road. 17 wins out of 25 in their last. They actually only finished four points behind champions Bournemouth, so they made a very good account of themselves last season. I just don't think they've got it in them. Traditionally, when Norwich go up, they do go right back down again. Um, I just don't think there's enough there. I think it's all going to be new to them. It's going to be new to Alex Neal. I think he's a fantastic manager, but maybe just a bit too soon for him. I'm Gary Neville, and you're listening to the Offside Rule. Uh, we're going to do postcards next and come back to debutants. Um, have you seen or intercepted any postcards from footballers? I know you both have. Um, Kate will say, whose did you intercept? Well, you'll have to decide that after I read them, because these shall remain anonymous until you decide who they belong to. The first one's a bit of a longer one. This person's known for going the long way round. So uh, it is from a Frenchman. I think I will do it in an English accent. Otherwise, I'll, I'll, I'll turn into Welsh halfway through. So here we go. Bonjour, girls. Well, I've had a most relaxing summer spent at the training ground, where every morning I'm able to sit perno rather than shout at Vojak Chesney. I did take a small break from London Colony to go to a comedy festival in Morocco, the country that gave us the great Adele Tarapt. Of course, I made my own comedy debut last year when I starred in a Puma advert about a zip. No break from management for me, though, in Morocco. Oh, no. I managed a celebrity team at the festival and received rather a lot of praise for a T-shirt I was wearing, adorning the faces of several well-known French and Moroccan comedians. It's not my usual style, more like something Abu Dhabi would wear, but it features Florence Foresti, who was in the recent Asterix film. My favourite! Ils sont fous et romanes! <laughs> so definitely want to bring out the next time Jack invites me for a shisha down the Edgware Road. <laughs> Love from... Is it Wenger? It is Wenger. Wenger. <laughs> you love Wenger. I'm sure on his holiday somewhere as well, he was listening to a bit of Edith Piaf. Uh, oh, anyone, yeah. anyone who's a regular listener to the podcast oh, knows. Yeah. <laughs> Hayley McQueen. Mine again. You, you, you've got to guess who it's from. It was sent to the Congo and it's, it says, Hello, why I pet? I'm so happy to be playing in the Premier League, Mum. I am off to spend my first pay packet on a brand new suit. P.S. <laughs> any chance in sending my birth certificate? I'm having all kinds of bother here. No one believed it. it was my 21st birthday on Saturday and no one got me a cake. But they did let me walk around the pitch before the game, parading my new suit. And I grabbed all the headlines. <laughs> 
I know who you mean, and I've completely forgotten his name. It's Chancel Mbemba, yes. and he signed it off. Castle? Love the Chancellor. Yeah, the, the poor guy was probably told by one of his teammates that you have to turn up to the game in a tux. <laughs> apparently, apparently that didn't happen, but Steve McLaren did say, you know, some of the players who haven't got suits, the club suits, they are... 100% have to wear them to home games every single time that they play. No tracksuits. And he thought, I'm going to go black and white. I'm going to wear myself a tux. And didn't he look smart? I loved it. Mine is so easy to guess that you'll get it in no time at all. Um, and this, this is a postcard to his manager, which I intercepted. Dear Jose, firstly, thanks for letting me rest this summer. My hamstring needed it. The medical team have been working to get me back to my best, so as I'm writing this from sunnier climes than West London, I assure you I'm following doctor's orders. Love our doc, by the way. With a fixed hamstring, I may even save you and Roman some money in medical bills. I'm sure I'm the reason we have to work with the medical team so much, but make a call on that after the first match, huh? Must go as I'm watching some reruns of Coronation Street. I've got really into it lately. Don't worry, I still prefer London to Manchester. Here's to more goals than last season. I've got that Aguero in my sights for top scorer. That's if my hammy holds up, of course. You can't always rely on psychics or mind games, for that matter. Diego. Oh, Costa. Costa, Costa, of course. So there's my postcard, but Kate's got more. Hi, girls. I may have won two Premier League titles playing up front, but I'm thinking about changing to goalkeeper after the size of my catch this summer. Me and my mate Vitolo went sea fishing and caught an absolute beast, bigger than Yaya's left thigh even. There is one other thing that makes me think about replacing Joe Hart in goal. Some kid from Liverpool has just arrived to try and take my place in the team. They call him Sterling. I think it's because he was so much money, much more expensive than me. I only cost a few pieces of silver in comparison. Love, David. Oh, I like it. Mm. That's impressive. OK, mine is a postcard sent to his nan. Potentially not even that much older than me. Hiya, Nan. I'm on my school holidays. I've just done my GCSEs and I'm celebrating with a trip to Europe. I'm trading in my school uniform for claret and blue. Keep the 9th of August free and don't wear red. <laughs> Reese Oxford. Love Reese Oxford. <laughs> Hi girls, I hate to break it to you, but I won't be seeing you anytime soon. I had bought a London A to Z, I'd even got a Manchester one, I'd even looked further afield. But England's not for me. I've got a really lovely polka dot suit that I've worn to some big occasions that was packed and ready to be coming over. The promise of meeting you all was a lure, I have to confess. But all in all, I looked at the English teams and I thought, nah, I think I'm going to win much more in La Liga. Sorry you won't be seeing me anytime soon. With love, Lionel Messi. Yes. Well, going from Barcelona, a postcard is already on its way with a picture of the Bernabeu on the front with just one message inside and it's on its way to Manchester. It's been sent anonymously and it's just a classic. Bienvenido a casa. Welcome home to David De Gea. So there we go from one Spaniard within the club sending it to another. Voila, it could have been traditional classic, couldn't it? Wish you were here with just Ronaldo with the thumbs up inside the Bernabeu. But uh, welcome home. It's on its way. And I believe he's on his way as well. Follow us on Twitter at OffsideRulePod and like our page on Facebook. Simply type in the Offside Rule We Get In. There's only one of us. Well, finally, we're going to have our own fantasy football team made up purely of debutantes. We're after new players 
in the Premier League, a new player to a, a new team. Uh, we can make this up between us, so we can just discuss. We'll put it on our website, offsiderulepodcast.com, where you can monitor their progress. And just compare their points to your points if you've got a fantasy football league team this season. We've already established I won't be taking part with that, but I will be monitoring our debutants. Um, and what did we call them? New Boys United? Yeah. MBU. MBU. Uh, goalkeeper. Who's going to be our debutant goalkeeper? Well, I bet we've probably all gone for the same one here. Um, I was looking at Alex McCarthy, newly signed to Crystal Palace, but are we all in agreement that we should go for Sergio Romero? Yeah. Romero. Mm. Oh, do you think he's going to get that much game time? See, I think... If De Gea goes, yeah. Well, if De Gea goes, we've got no other option. I say we, because it's my team. Uh, so am I being outvoted? Do you want to go Romero in that? I say I would have gone Crystal Palace. I did look at McCarthy, but I just think you can't argue with someone who's played in a World Cup final, Argentinian international, three-year deal, um, and has also played under Van Gaal before, so they've got history. And in terms of, we know he's quite specific with what he likes to do, Van Gaal, but Romero's already on that on that wavelength. Okie doke. Uh, defenders? Yeah, a few defenders. Uh, right back, Cedric Suarez. Yes, I've got Yeah, him. attacking instincts, just 25 minutes into his Premier League debut, of course. He was already providing an assist, a great cross as well for Pele. So I think uh, Suarez of Southampton for a right back. You've also got Mattia Darmian as well, mm-hmm. but he can, he can feature on the left-hand side. So mm-hmm. maybe we go for S- Suarez, not Suarez, even though it sounds like Luis Suarez, but no, luckily he's not playing in the league anymore. And we've got this excellent right back. But yeah, Matteo Darmian as well um, for me in there too. Well, centre back, we've got to put Reese Oxford in for West Ham. Do we? Oh, come on, he had such a brilliant debut. I don't know if, yeah, he did, but do you class him as a new signing? Well, he yes, he's a new signing, never played in the Premier League before. A debut appearance. Oh, I suppose it is debut, yeah, I guess so, but. Was that not just a one-off? No, because I think he's, he's got the manager thinking now. Can't have that sort of performance and then not play again. I think so, but at that age, I just don't think he's going to give us as many points as perhaps a couple of other players. In midfield, I've gone for Deli Alley. Um, signed to Tottenham beginning of the year, but of course he was loaned back to MK Dons. I love him as a player, so skilled, um, and I think we're going to see him a lot. Scored 16 goals for MK Dons, so we know he can hit the back of the net too. Um, Sean in their Capital Cup win over Manchester United as well, so we know what he's capable of. I'm really excited to see him at White Hart Lane. I had a couple of options um, on the wing, actually. One, I was going to go for Ibrahim Afale, um, who signed from Barca. He's gone to Stoke, but it's another Stoke winger who I've plumped for. I made a quick change last night. Shakiri. We've got to have Shakiri in there. 12 million, record signing for Stoke from Inter. Swiss international. We know what he's capable of. We've seen him on the international scene. Both feet as well for him. Good vision. Um, (laughs) And I like the fact that he's nicknamed the Magic Dwarf. Hello. Hello. I've got Dimitri Payet. I think he's yes. one that's been tipped. Mm. A lot of people have actually put yeah, him in his I fantasy did. team. Created more chances than anyone else in Europe's top leagues last season. Um, also, Ronaldo as well. Real energy there in midfield. Will play a great supporting role uh, for Newcastle. Um, so he's another one that's exciting um, to look at. And that's pretty much packed out at midfield, hasn't it? So I've got Shakiri, I've got Payet, I've got Deli Ali. Anyone you want to chuck in, Linz, or should we go for Hayley's other recommendation? Well, I already have Payet. Oh, OK, fine. So who's your other one, Hayley? I said, I said Reese Oxford. Oh, Reese, of course. Oh. Are we allowed to veto that? No. <laughs> OK, you can have one. Thanks. Uh, strikers. 
I have got, um, well, I've, I actually had Firmino in there, a hat-trick mm. in the friendly at Melwood pre-season, Portuguese. I know he's an attacking midfielder, so maybe we just put him up front, play him out of position. I don't know. That's only if we don't have too many options. Uh, Max Gradle uh, signed for an undisclosed fee to Bournemouth um, from Saint-Étienne from the Ivory Coast. 17 goals in 23 starts. That is quite the return there. Mm. So we need three up front, don't we? If we're going to go for three at the back, or unless we put a five in midfield, if we put Firmino in mid- midfield and have a couple up front. Mm. Yeah, I think Firmino yeah. will definitely play. I think we've got to have a Liverpool player in there, don't we, as well? I'm going to plump in with Andre Ayew, actually. Uh, scored at the weekend. Um, plays as a winger or a second striker, so I'm going to put him in as one of our two. Um, picked up for nothing by Swansea. What a bargain. He looks great. And his brother, actually, Jordan's joined Aston Villa, so one to look out for there. Uh, Marseille's second highest scorer, 10 goals in League One for him. Uh, I just think he's a bargain, and I think he'll play a lot of minutes as well. My striker is a Watford player, um, and he's been with Watford for a few seasons, but this is going to be the first first time that he's in the Premier League Igalo I think he's brilliant Um, really really good striker so as a debutant in the Premier League not for his club um, we're going to add him in so just to recap we have Romero Suarez Darmian Ali Shaqiri Payet Ronaldo Firmino Ayu and Igalo and of course (laughs) I've missed him out only because I can't bear to put him in the side <laughs> but apparently he is going to be putting the side week in week out and I'm going to be eating my words and uh, Lindsay's going to be saying I told you so I, I don't think he'll play every match but I think when he plays it when he plays throughout the season he's going to pick up some good points so let's put him in there if anyone has anything to add if you're listening to this and thinking I could have a better debutante 11 give them a name let us know make a comment on our website because we'll post this up there offsiderallpodcast.com put your own down there and at the end of the season tell us how many points you've accrued for a debutante 11. Well, there is one thing, one player that we haven't mentioned. It's a great name for a fantasy team who at all depies. You can't have a team without Memphis Depay in there. So do you think maybe we take out Andre Ayu mm. and put in Depay? Ayu or Igalu? Igalu is staying. That's the only one that I feel very adamant about. If you want to take out Reese Oxford, by all means. He is young. He's only 16, so he isn't going to play that many. Let's take out Oxford. We'll put him as our one super mega, mega sub. And we will have Memphis in there. Yep. Okay. Um, well, that's our 11, our debutant starting 11. If you want to add yours, you can put comments and monitor how you're doing compared to ours. So they, the, the only rule being that your 11 has to be full of players that are making a debut in the Premier League. It doesn't have to be for the team, but it does have to be in the Premier League. Um, compete with us. See if you get more points than we do uh, using maybe the, the Premier League point scoring system. Uh, go to offsiderallpodcast.com for that one. Thank you, girls. We're back with a bang. Um, we'll have more next week and great to see you both because we get to do more of this from now on having a little chat and Hayley you're going to be with us every other week which means we've got room for some special guests so stay tuned folks look out over the weeks as we'll be trying our best to bring in lots of lots of surprise guests lots of different people uh, to keep the mix going here on the Offside Rule The Offside Rule We Get It is brought to you by Continental Tyres Sports Social Podcast Network.